You're listening to Market Scale Food and Beverage. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I have the opportunity to have a conversation with the co-founder and CTO for Freshbox, Thomas Schmetting. Tom, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing quite well. So do me a favor. Explain to me how in the world you wound up in Kenya. Yeah, so uh, so I uh, have always been very focused on international development and social enterprises, and so uh, I actually studied international development at SMU uh, there over there in Dallas, and um, while there, I studied abroad in Kampala, Uganda, and I got to, to see firsthand how a lot of different projects around the world uh, affect, um, affect what's going on in the daily life of Ugandans. And I knew that when I graduated, I wanted to come back and focus on development here in East Africa. So I actually found a job with a forestry company. Oddly enough, I'm no forester. Uh, and, um, and started doing some work over here in the coast of Kenya. Uh, and then while I was here, I realized that I wanted to do a little bit more work around social enterprises, get a little bit more hands-on with my work. And so together with uh, a Kenyan colleague of mine and two other Americans, I co-founded uh, a company called Freshbox. And Freshbox is a sustainable refrigeration company um, that allows market retailers to get uh, to increase their um, their daily incomes uh, by uh, refrigerating fruits and vegetables. So the way that works is they put their fruits and vegetables into a unit. Uh, they rent out space in the unit, and then from there. Uh, they are um, they will, are able to preserve fruits and vegetables so that they last longer. So you're taking the approach of instead of each individual family trying to buy their own refrigerator, you're you're presenting it as more of a community approach. That's right. Yeah. So we uh, instead of because a refrigerator can be a lot of money for some of these people. I mean, you look at a refrigerator in the in the U.S. and those things can cost several hundred dollars. We decided to democratize that expensive upfront cost by renting out space in the unit. And so each unit holds 70 crates, fruit and vegetable crates worth of produce. So about twenty one hundred kilograms. Uh, and and then these vendors can go in and rent out space in the unit, one, one of these 70 crates, for the equivalent of about 50 cents per crate per day. Now, one of the challenges I would imagine you're going to run into is how are you powering that thing? The, the power grid is not uh, exactly uh, super reliable. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. So... Uh, so we have two different power sources or are working on a second power source right now. Um, we're currently connected on the grid in the capital city of Nairobi, uh, and that allows us to, to reach, um, some of these urban markets, which have some power connectivity. But the problem is, is the power grid's not very reliable. And so we have been doing extensive research and are, are in the, the process of, are very close to putting a solar panel on our unit. And traditionally, for example, in the United States, you just put produce in a refrigerated truck, drive it to the large storage facility, and no problem. You're actually creating mobile units. That's right. Yeah. So, so we're, we're focused on a lot of different aspects of the cold chain. Right now, we really target the retailers and 
I think one thing you always hear in the United States is that the the farmers are the ones that are are you know that aren't that could could use a an extra lift but i think that that throughout this chain of from from retailers to farmers there are or farmers to retailers sorry there are people that that really need um that could use cold chain storage as a way to to boost their economic potential so um so one thing that we're looking at moving forward with is how can we get these cold chains solutions out into these these rural areas and out to the farmers out there as well as in the retailers in some of the more peri-urban and urban settings um and and by doing that the, the supply chain is is very different here so as you're mentioning it, it's it seems relatively straightforward in the u.s you you know you've got a fruit or vegetable company in um that might be growing these in the southern united states or in latin america and then they sell it to a big grocery store wholesale company who then sells it to a retail location. Uh, here, it's a little bit different. You've got uh, a retailer who, or a farmer who is, is growing just a small amount of produce. They sell it to about 10 different people. There's about 10 different people between a retailer and a, or a farmer and a retailer. And um, from there, they um it goes through all these different hands it goes from distributors to wholesalers to brokers and all of these different people and so that actually makes the supply chain really inefficient uh so for example we, we've got a company that we know of here in kenya that's that's also interested in in some of the supply chain work around fruits and vegetables and they always say that you can buy uh, a banana in guatemala and it costs and then import it into the United States. Um, and it costs the same amount if you were to grow a banana 10 kilometers outside of Nairobi and then import it in. So from a supply chain standpoint, we know we've got a lot of different touch points that we could focus on that could improve cold storage and improve that efficiency uh, so that so that more um, people could can increase their wages. And it actually is much more cost efficient to improve the cold chain storage with regard to just food loss. That's right. Yeah. So so about 40% of the fruits and vegetables that are, are grown um, on these farms get thrown out before they get to the consumer. And so what we're, we're trying to focus on is how can we reduce that 40%? How can we provide cold chain solutions that will allow farmers to earn more because they can sell more of their fruits and vegetables and then have that same impact go down the chain all the way down to the retailer where they can sell more and that would allow them to increase their potential. So so from a from a an economic standpoint it makes a total sense a lot of sense. From a food standpoint it's also very critical, very interesting for us. Uh, because we know that there are some some serious nutritional gaps here, particularly around vitamins and minerals. And if a fruit or vegetable is not able to be consistently supplied, that can really lead to some of those problems. And so by by bringing in cold chain, we want to stabilize the availability of some of these fruits and vegetables so that the consumers who are down market ultimately can also get those nutritional benefits from having con consistent availability of healthy and fresh produce. Another part of the sequence that you'll obviously be paying attention to is just the concept of tracking. 
And I'm assuming that there will be some sort of IoT, some sort of RFID um, technology that you will implement to help make the process even more efficient. Yeah, so so there's a lot of a lot of technology opportunities here, and the solar panel solution that we're currently extremely interested in um, is uh, has an IoT connection, an IoT hookup, um, and that would be something that I think that we could really we could really move with going forward. The other thing is with these units and the 70 crates inside them, you're right, inventory can get can get wild because you've got all of these different retailers that come in. They want to rent space. Some are there for two days. Some are there for four days. Some are there for a week. Um, and so there's this constant movement of fruits and vegetables. And I think in the future, RFID would be a great way to, if we could put an RFID chip on each crate, uh, it would be a great way to uh, to be able to track and manage these crates as they go in and out. Let's look forward just a little bit. The concept of cold is not going to change. What do you see as maybe some steps that will need to be taken moving forward to help make that a reality for larger groups of people? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, and it definitely differs here in East Africa versus there in the in the U.S. Um, there are a lot of people that traditionally haven't had cold storage here. And so the first thing we actually have to do is kind of convince these people that there are benefits to, to the cold storage process. I mean, we can extend a fruit and vegetable from that two days to the 21 days. That's a huge, huge opportunity for these guys to be able to sell more, more produce. And so, so that's the beginning step. I think the second step, though, is really how can we reach out into these rural areas? How can we get to the farmers and get to the people that, that need, could use this cold storage solution the most? Uh, and that's why we're so interested in, in off-grid technology. We've, we've done some some research into into some other types of off-grid technology, but I think solar panels um, with the the high uh, frequency of sun here would really allow us to be able to move that solution from from just being kind of in its standard space to out into markets that are further out. I want to thank you for taking the time today. Today I have been talking to the co-founder and CTO for Freshbox. Tom Schmetting. Tom, thanks so much for taking the time today. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.